0: Coming to you live from the Chamber of Hunter Studios, this is Haunting You. I'm John Shelt. I'm Keone Hutton. And I'm Blessing. Come everyone! Bye, everyone. The- <laughs> I screwed up your intro. You not-
1: <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> oh, John, we are so excited to have you back. I have missed you so much.
0: Yes. You're my hero. It's... Oh, you got a low bar for that, my friend. <laughs> you got to raise your standards a little bit. Never,
1: never. You are my standard.
0: We'll, I'm we'll talk with sure you. not sure if that
1: was sweet or creepy.
0: Are you kidding on me right now? Always. So I wish our fans could see the, the video. He's. That a, <laughs> was that a wink? <laughs> no comment.
1: No comment. Welcome, everyone, back to the Haunting You podcast. And happy June. Holy crap. It has been a while since we've been able to get together with all of us here. And I am so excited to have John back. I can't even express it. We've missed you. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I need you. I need more on. of you in my it's life. It's
0: good to be back. Oh. <laughs> so now we're back. I thought we moved away from this, but now we're back.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, if you have not been uh, following the podcast recently, we have been, you know, deep in convention season, just talk about all the cool conventions that we have been taking part of or supporting and, and all that. Our last episode that came out in May, definitely wasn't May 1st, but the, po- the episode that came out it, in it, it May, was, it was early. It was pretty damn close, right? Like considering how we've been doing with me being at sea half the year and all that, it was pretty close. We were like,
0: what, within three days? Yeah,
1: Within three days. Exactly.
0: And did it come out on May the 4th? <gasps>
1: Actually, I think Close it did come enough, out on May the
0: 4th. It did. Close enough for and government
1: we, work. Close enough for government work. Precisely. That works, uh, works. for
0: the government. <laughs> no, no. Imprecisely. <laughs> it's government work. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So we had uh, Madison Harpold on to talk about haunt fest mayhem that happened in Georgia. And I reached back out to her just so that we could uh, do a follow-up and see how the event went. And I'm gonna, I'm just going to read the message. The festival went great. Way more people than we had even expected. There was a line out the door for almost the entirety of the festival. The vendors made really great profits Ooh. and the feedback was awesome. Really couldn't have asked for a better result. So it sounds like her event Hot Fest Mayhem in Athens, Georgia went just absolutely spectacularly and I am absolutely thrilled that at, at how well it went for them. That that's freaking awesome. You they were just the, the word people. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just the nicest people, and I loved the enthusiasm that they had. So to hear that it went well was just very exciting, and I had to share that with all of our listeners. I still think it's very interesting
0: that a lot of the people that are in the haunt industry that surround themselves with blood and gore, severed limbs, and, and you know, all of that stuff are some of the nicest people.
1: Absolutely freaking the and, nicest people. It's weird. Consistently. But it
0: works.
1: <laughs> I absolutely adore so it. Weird. And that's why I have so much fun in the industry. Like, seriously. Okay, are we some of the nicest people you've met? God no. Okay, that's fair. But that's I've known fair. you since you were stealing my yearbooks in sixth grade. Like, I'm not giving them back. I know. I'm I've given up them. on that. Okay, it's okay. I'm sure I've got some of your shit here too. Yeah, probably. Anyway, well, we are moving slowly out of convention season. You know, there are still a few conventions uh, coming up. The big one to talk about is, of course, Texas Hunters Convention happening down in Mesquite, Texas, at the end of July. Highly recommend it. It is the Chamber of Haunters official convention. Uh, They'll be doing all kinds of classes there for their ghost program. And uh, just if you're in the area, go check it out because it is an absolute freaking blast. But we need to be moving on from convention season back into build season because we are less than six months away from Halloween. That's right. (laughs) Oh, I am super excited. The Candlelighters reached out to me uh, on Friday. They're getting together next Wednesday to talk about the... Uh, to start planning for the ghost house this year. And I'm like, I can't wait. I'm very
0: excited. <laughs> that the theme, actually reminds me of something. Go ahead. Uh, Les, Les, can you make a note that at some point between now and September, we need to have an intervention with Kate. About <laughs> maybe how many haunts he's taking on? Yes. Yeah, that uh, that will be a, a discussion.
1: Hey, I proved last year I can do three.
0: Well, no one's doubting the amount you can do. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's less a matter I mean, of what you can or can't do, and more a matter of what's wise. And how, after you were done, after Halloween was over, on a scale of one to 10, how corpse like were you? That's sounds 25,
1: right. something, not somewhere in that. Vicinity.
0: Out. <laughs> not math checks episode. But anyway, okay, so intervention. We'll, we'll put yeah, it on the schedule. Fine. Keep That'd it. That'd be a good episode.
1: <laughs> that would be a good episode.
0: <laughs> Our intervention. <laughs> We'll tell you it's we'll tell you this is about, you know, we're we're talking about use the use of space, you know, in the hunt, and then we'll just, you know, just ambush. Jump, you. It'll be fun. Just
1: ambush. Okay, but you better drag a few other people in to ambush me. Like the two of you, I don't think will be enough.
0: No, I don't. Oh, this actually I like this idea. Okay, I'll start Dra- writing you, down some names.
1: You gotta drag my children in.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'll start writing down some names. I, I actually, you know, I made this I, I made this up as a joke, but I'm starting to like this more, and more <laughs> as we go on. I
1: so I gotta tell a quick story. I was going through... Oh, actually, I, this, is, this is a perfect segue because uh, we just started a TikTok. So the Haunting You podcast now has a TikTok. I don't know what is going to be on the TikTok yet. We've got just a couple of videos up so far. <laughs> There's so a cool one us, of,
0: of the makeup application for, that you did. Yeah, the, the, we, we right, got sorry,
1: a, like, a great time-lapse video of a facial bird makeup that our friend Jazz did for a yes. haunted house competition. And it turned out absolutely freaking spectacular. Job. But the time lapse is very cool watching the whole thing come together. And you can find that at TikTok or on TikTok at Haunting You Podcast. Because apparently, at Haunting You was taken. I really want to know who dares is using Haunting You. Like it's just the letter U. Who else would be using it but us? Anyway, I'm done. So on TikTok, you can find them and yell at them. Yeah. I intend to. to. That could also be an episode. This is good. I got to do that. But so anyway, I'm going through you know our videos to find ones that I can put up onto onto TikTok as well. And as I'm doing that, my son is glance my son glances over my shoulder and sees a Windigo video that I put together for to showcase the costume that we built for Sanguine 2021. And it's not that creepy, but like the Windigo has scarred my son.
0: Apparently. It's not not creepy.
1: <laughs> I meant the video is not all that creepy. Oh okay <laughs> but like it it starts out with just this uh kind of chilling music and then my voice comes on in a narration with some echo talking about like the history of the wendigo story and where and where that like the origin of that story and apparently it starred my child because for the last three days he has been waking up in the middle of the night coming into our room to climb into bed with us because he's had nightmares and like we went on a hike yesterday to to Lands End over by the Golden Gate Bridge, and it's a national park by the Golden Gate Bridge. And throughout, he's like he's like looking through the forest, looking for the windigo, and he's like, "Dad, why do you have to be the windigo? And why did you ever show me the windigo? And and all of this stuff."
0: <laughs> Technically, the windigo's right in front of him.
1: <laughs> I keep telling him. I keep telling him like there are no windigos on the west coast. That's a, that's an east coast. That's a, a Great Lakes region thing. There are no indigos on the west coast except me. And then Ashley throws out west coast wow. Windigos. I'm like, God damn it! I need that on a shirt now. Oh, west coast like windigos. A really good idea.
0: That sounds like a good idea for like a for a baseball team or a hockey team or something. That's not so bad. <laughs> Very nice. I like uh, it? Yeah. So anyway,
1: like go check out our TikTok and follow us on TikTok because hopefully we'll have some really cool videos that are going up on there as well. Yay! And then we can finally talk about it. So last year at <sighs> Midsummer Scream, I was right next to a booth that sold pots made out of doll heads, and like they're super creepy and super cute, and they have like little succulents in them, which is perfect for like you know California and no water and all that. But anyway, I got to chatting with the, uh, with the lady who runs it. It's called, uh, her company is called Bespoke Studios. Go check them out on Instagram. Absolutely adore the, uh, the pots that they made. I bought one for my wife because she's a, she's a huge plant person. But she reached out to me out of the blue and was like, hey, have you heard about this? And there was a, a hyperlink attached. So I opened up the link and she, and it takes me to Haunt Comp. Haunt Comp is a haunted house design competition that is put on by a bunch of um, University of San Diego, uh, like theatrical major students, formerly university, former students, they're, they've all graduated now, but they've been running this thing for a number of years. And what intrigued me about it was you submit all of these deliverables talking about your idea for a haunted house. And Then it's judged by people who have 20, 30 years of industry experience building haunted houses. So this was an opportunity to actually get feedback on our ideas, on our strategies from people who freaking build haunted houses and have been building haunted houses for decades, literally decades. I could not pass that up. It was a little bit complicated though, because I found (laughs) out about this while I was at (laughs) sea.
0: It's your fault for being at sea.
1: I'm just throwing that out. Your there. fault for not talking me out of it. I've tried
0: to talk you out of it for
1: years. <laughs> you have been trying to talk me out of it for years. It's too late now. To, I hit 13. To get you kicked out for years. I hit 13. Seven to go. It's water under the bridge. It's water, <laughs> it's water under the bridge. It didn't work keel. anyway, so water under the keel, sir. <laughs> <Did> you <laughs> uh, can but anyway, so I got a group of people together, uh, the Haunted You team, of course, and then brought in a couple others who had uh, specialty skill sets that could help us. So a drug in jazz, the makeup artist who did our or who helped us with Haunted Ship last year as well. She's also got she's a really good writer and helped us flesh out storyline. And then uh, another member I met named Lecky who is just an absolutely phenomenal artist and she helped us put together like really beautiful scenes to communicate the uh, the visual aspects of the haunt that we wanted to build. I absolutely adore what she did and you know we put together our our pitch and put it out to the contest and apparently 10 teams did better than we did because we did not make it into the top 10 to in to, and get to move on to the finals. That
0: was disappointing. <laughs> I told you we should sabotage people,
1: but yeah, I know, I know. But th- but that's okay. We're still waiting to get the uh, get the feedback on our ideas, and once we have that, we want to do a whole episode where we bring on Lecky, bring on Jazz, and talk about um, like our process of design, and and so that's coming. But in the meantime, go check out our social media because we'll be posting pictures and videos and uh, a a lot of the pieces that we put together for that design competition as we highlight the the different aspects of the Haunting You method. That social media is, of course, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Haunting You, on Instagram at Haunting University, on YouTube at Haunting You, and now, of course, on TikTok at Haunting You Podcast. My God, can't any of those be the same? Jeez. I know. It's... No, it's too easy if they're the same. <laughs> it would be too easy if it was all the same. We might actually get followers if they were all the same. But here we
0: are. Yeah. <laughs> are you looking for more followers or more of like a cult? Like maybe we should be more specific.
1: I'm okay with a cult. Okay. Cult of, cult of ha- haunted house builders. Like that's my kind of cult.
0: My only concern is, what if they just really sharp things?
1: We are. I do think we are already a cult. There's I'm some just, truth to that, they- Les.
0: Seriously, if they start worshiping Leslie and bring her sharp things, we're
1: we would I mean, be in we're trouble. All, we're all done. We would be we're in trouble. Done. Yes, we will start worship- okay. worshiping John and bringing him Batman funkos. things, yeah. Funkos. Yeah, I'll take that. Funk, you are right. Funkos.
0: <laughs> I want to fight you, but you're not wrong. But you want Funkos <laughs> instead? I do. I would rather have that. Oh, I just Good. got a new Ahsoka one. Solid, which one? I know. Um, get? I'll send you a picture. I should say, I got it. Uh, I got it for my wife and for mother stuff. Oh, uh, I'll how send you a sweet! It's, it's her in a white cloak with thing. It's her at the end of Rebels.
1: Oh, okay. so, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That one. Yep. so, like,
1: you mean her at the start of Ahsoka?
0: I don't know if I've seen her myself.
1: I mean, we haven't, but like, the based on the trailer, the first scene of Ahsoka is going to be the last scene of rebels and hmm. like, I suppose that anyway, I'll send you the picture. Anyway. Thank you. Anyway. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but we digress. So, so now that okay. we're back into build season, it's time to start talking about building haunted houses. And someone reached out to me a few weeks, really, it's been a few months now, a few months ago to tell me that they were trying to listen to our lighting episode and it didn't work. So I went into uh pod where we, you know, we, host all of our stuff. And same thing, I could not get it to work. So I went looking for the original file. And I have no idea where the original file is. Because I keep having to move and gets lost every time I move. So there's a hard drive somewhere inside my house that has the original recordings of all of our original episodes. And I have no idea where it is. So we decided today we're going to talk about lighting so that we can uh, get something back out there that is useful to everyone. Uh, and honestly, we've learned a lot about lighting over the last several years, so it, it's probably time for an update anyway. Okay, and what so if I so to today seems like a good time for it. you are my light? <laughs> Aww, that's the sweetest thing you've ever said to me.
0: There, now I'm hitting on you. <laughs> now you. <now it>
1: <laughs> I didn't, I missed you, man.
0: <laughs> anyway, I'd say you two worry me, but at this point, you really don't. <laughs> yeah. You,
1: <laughs> if we don't I'm worry sure our wives, like
0: you probably, let's probably just roll her eyes and like, yeah, that's about right.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. not even our wives worry at this point. They've just come to like they've reached acceptance. Oh. oh, I don't know. I think they worry. I think they have a backup plan in case we run off together. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no doubt, no doubt. I, I think they've had that for quite some time. Yes. Yeah, I yes, think that's have. been
1: Probably yeah. says before like we were married to them. Just Probably. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So why are we... like plane tickets ready to be booked, to go bags I think they're ready.
1: I think they're ready. No doubt they're ready. So why are we talking about lighting? Like what is the importance of lighting?
0: You don't have light, you can't see squat. <laughs> <laughs> She's I, right. I mean things are very dark Without Things
1: it. are very dark although honestly I've, I've seen a number of haunts that Do like blackout Events yeah, where right. literally they have no light And Sometimes the, and like they'll send them in with Just like a tea candle a tea light candle Like a, an electronic one not a not real Fire and that's the only Illumination they get in the haunt I think that's Freaking genius I love that as an idea I would not want to do that as like Every event because i can only imagine the chaos like holy shit. but all of that aside like when i talk about lighting i'm thinking about really three different reasons for using lighting there's setting up the ambiance how we are like creating you know with every haunt we are trying to create a world we're building a world and we want to bring people into that world in order to do that we have to make it feel as real as possible and your as you go through your world you have light constantly surrounding you. I think that humans like we're like we evolved in the darkness, but darkness is scary. Darkness is where you the unknown is, it's where animals are just waiting to reach out and grab you and eat you. And like on a very windigos on the west coast. There are windigos on the west coast on a very primitive level of our consciousness, the dark is scary. And so Unless you're Leslie <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was going to say You mentioned like the animals and stuff waiting Leslie is waiting somewhere in the shadows Leslie is waiting
1: sharp. in the dark
0: Everyone listen, check by. your shadows <laughs>
1: <laughs> But because of that We have surrounded ourselves with light And so when you're building a world You have to incorporate light Otherwise it's not going to feel real We use light very deliberately And that brings me to the second reason for light, and that's to divert people's attention. I remember when I was 16 years old, I was sitting hell, I was 15 years old because I was sitting in driver's ed class, and my instructor said something that has stuck with me. What is the first thing to connect to driver's ed to (laughs) I know leave it to me? Yeah. I can I find inspiration everywhere. What is the first thing your eye will see when you open your eye, John? Leslie with a sharp thing. Probably. But how are you seeing it? Light. Light. Because the light bouncing off of Leslie's glinting knife. Light is the first thing that your eye is drawn to. The second thing is motion. And that was his point. Because light, when you're driving, light should be, you know, fairly consistent. And so you're just looking for motion when you're checking your blind spot, right? But light is the first thing that your eye is going to see. And so if you want to draw someone's attention, you use light. I think Disney does this absolutely beautifully on all of their dark rides because they illuminate just the scene that they want you to be looking at and if you look anywhere else there is typically nothing there they are hiding all of the things that they don't want you to see you know like cords like (laughs) ventilation like monster a monster yeah. in many cases, exactly.
0: <laughs> a scary so, monster.
1: <laughs> so you can use light very deliberately to draw the eye a- towards something or away from something else, get their attention focused on that, and then hit them from behind when they're while they're paying attention to where the light is. My favorite example of us doing this was at Sanguine Creek Estates last year, year before, where people came out of the escape tunnel into the graveyard. And they had just been blinded by strobe lights as they were coming through that, uh, through that tunnel, right? And so their night vision is destroyed, and they're entering into a dimly lit graveyard. And, but up at the hi- top of the hill is a bright orange light that's marking the gate for them to exit. It gave them something to focus on while they were walking through the graveyard and so they did not see the wendigo sneaking up behind them and like that was me on stilts and i'm still fairly clumsy on stilts they still didn't see me sneaking up on them because they were so <laughs> focused on that light that it made it very easy for me to get very close and scare the shit out of them and it was beautiful it was absolutely beautiful so ambiance drawing the eye and then the last major reason for lighting is some sort of effects. And when I'm talking about effects, I'm talking about strobe lights. I'm talking about uh, ultraviolet light, trying to make things glow. I'm talking about flickering lights. I'm talking about, uh, you know, like flame candles or electric arcing and sparking, all of those things that help enhance your story. You don't necessarily need effect lighting in all cases, but when used effectively, used narrowly, it can greatly enhance your storytelling. The other, uh, I'm going to say, effect lighting that I would think of is like projection effects, because that's really combining light and motion in order to draw the eye and enhance your story.
0: You're not wrong. It's a great, it's a great in in ways of distraction. It's you know almost like a magician. Look over here. I want you to watch this closely so you don't watch anything else. It's it's a great way to set up scares like that. It just and your use of the light for the Wendigo is it's perfect. We did similar things at, at Arkham, we didn't really do it on the zombie thing, so you know, most things were just trying to eat you. But if it's an effective tool, I think for, for haunters that I think gets underutilized, at least from my experience,
1: absolutely freaking lully. Like, so often, lighting is the last thing people are thinking about, and if you don't think about it and usually fairly early on in your planning process, it's, it's going to disrupt your show. Let me give an example. So last year we, you know, I helped design uh, the zombie haunt that we were putting on an abandoned building on base. Right.
0: You helped design 14% of all haunts in America.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not America, just California.
0: (laughs) It's not much better. (laughs) Continue.
1: <laughs> so what I did for that one was uh, I just helped them design layout, I gave them a bunch of props and then it was just kind of like go, you know, run run with it because I have another haunt I me to build. So they put together an absolutely beautiful haunt, but they didn't consider lighting. And so like it, early in the evening there was still sunlight trickling in through the windows in the in the building, but come nightfall it was dark and i mean like put your hand in front of your face and you can't see it dark inside that building and so it made it very well one you couldn't see a lot of the props and decor that they had set up so you lost a lot of the storyline two it made me very tentative as i was walking through not necessarily a bad thing but like I knew the layout because I had designed the layout. I knew exactly where everything was, but I was still not comfortable walking fast. I had to like just slowly nudge my way forward, which is drastically going to affect your throughput. And you're going to end up with people running into each other and you end up with a conga line and everybody hates a conga line inside a haunt.
0: Not not in general. Just do people like conga I lines? Like, I like conga lines. lines at, I like conga lines at weddings. Hmm. Okay. I think that's a much better end credit. <laughs> <laughs> or even if you elongate that, even if it's open
1: Noted. Noted.
0: <laughs> maybe when we go to commercial breaks. I like it. Maybe you gotta work. Maybe, good. maybe. And, but, but no, you're you're not wrong. It's well continue. I don't have a problem. No, you no. no, no. F- finish your thought. It's I think it's because well you like you said, they you said that you go to all this time and effort to set up the the background, the props, the costumes, all this stuff. And you're not thinking about how you're thinking about the effect that it's going to have. You're not thinking always about how your, your guests are going to see it. Exactly. And I think that's, that's part of it. And it's, I mean, it's not always the sexiest thing, you know, it's, it's not oh. as fun as costumes. It's not, you know, as, as you know, the storyline, the makeup, all that stuff, but it's such a big deal. Cause you can spend, you know, so much of your time, focusing your energies on those, but if they can't see it and if they're not being, I don't know, I don't want to say the word coached, but coached in a way that they can use the light is being used properly. Then you're sort of wasting your resources.
1: Sure. Sure. But I have to disagree with you a little bit because I think lighting is super sexy. Like, well, of course you do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. I am a nerd is there a
0: part of the there a part of any of this you don't find sexy
1: the business side the money oh, like the, the budgeting business the business side of- <laughs>
0: that's why I'm here
1: that's why Leslie's here
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you God right to be sharp, sharp things and coffee and we're good <laughs> you know we give Leslie we tease Leslie a lot about Leslie and sharp things however if you were to leave us lemmings alone with money, that it would, would be probably bad. be just would as be bad. bad, if not worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah yes, I, I have. That would, I'm well aware of what happens. That'd, that'd be a disaster. You guys are with money. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Wounds, wounds inflicted from the sharp things will heal. Money is gone. Money is gone. Facts. So, facts. That might even be worse.
1: <laughs> but like, let's let's talk about the ghost house last year and my sexy use of lighting. So like, I talked about how. Um, they set up a room dedicated to Ursula the Sea Witch, right? And they were having a really hard time lighting it because it was supposed to be like an underwater scene. But over here we have, uh, we wanted a blood red moon. There's green kelp hanging down. And the, the way they were writing it, they were or lighting it. They were just trying to use like blue light. And with blue light, it was just kind of washing out all of the detail, Right. You could everything just kind of looked brownish black. You're not, you're not getting any of the detail. So what I did was take away the the blue spots that they were using, replaced it with um, those fire and ice lights that you can get at Home Depot or Spirit, and um, they have they make a wonderful blue green fire and ice. So it's like flickering between blue and green as as it goes. So put a couple of those in there, and then took a really tight beamed red spotlight and put it behind the moon so it's shining right on the moon and then for all the kelp hanging down took green pin spots and just shine shown put them right at the top of the the kelp and just shown it straight down the kelp so it's illuminating the kelp from above and and then on Ursula we took a uh, a purple UV light and shown it, from below up on her. So you get deep shadows on her face and uh, highlighting all of the like the purples and the reds in her in her costume. And it was fucking sexy, dude. Let me tell you, it turned out great. I was thrilled saying- with how that turned out. Are you hitting on Ursula now? Well, I mean, in I'm the right light, in the right light, like <laughs> so. Uh- Dude, even, the you, even you look good in the right light.
0: Oh, <laughs> like lighting we wouldn't have photography the way we have it mm. without lighting. Absolutely. No, that's a great point. Like, it it just wouldn't happen. Let's let's
1: jump into how we do lighting. And there there are really two main trains of thought on doing home haunt lighting. There's using 120 volt and there's using 12 volt. And 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 you can always combine them as well. 120 volts. This is probably the easiest for most people to get into. This is like going to your local hardware store, going to Spirit Halloween, going to Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, et cetera, and just buying regular lamps. I absolutely adore. They make these like clamp on work lamps that just have like a metal shield and you can screw any bulb into it. To and and you can freaking hang them anywhere because they literally just clamp on. You can clamp it onto the top of a wall panel. You can clamp it onto a uh, something in the overhead. You can clamp it onto like the floor, not not actually the floor, but something on the floor and shine it up. Like they are extremely versatile and they cost just a few dollars for these um, for these clamp-on uh, work lights. And because you can put any bulb in it, it's very very versatile and you can do a lot with it. So, like, you can put our, any bulb in it. Any bulb, as long as it has the appropriate socket, uh, like huh. a, your your standard light
0: bulb. That sounds socket. like I just set you up to educate educate more. But I legitimately didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool.
1: I worry about you.
0: I don't Know anything <laughs> about lighting?
1: <laughs> it's nice to have a shilla in the audience.
0: Are you saying I'm a plant?
1: Yes. Yes, I am.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Do we need to water you more?
1: Probably. That, that would probably. probably help things. That explains the hair. But like uh, when we did our crypt at Sanguine, I took one of those uh, flickering flame light bulbs, screwed it into one of these clamp on lamps and just stuck it on the ground shining up at the at the overhead. So it looked like that flame effect was coming from deep, like a tunnel in the ground and just being reflected onto the, the roof of the crypt itself. And it, it, it's a great look. It worked out beautifully. But sticking with that 120 volts, you don't need a lot of specialty electrical knowledge to make this work. We're talking, you plug it in and you turn on the switch. Like, It's so easy, even John can do it. It's literally (laughs) plug and play.
0: I was just thinking, you know what we should do is describe this and and sort of target someone who is as dumb as me when it comes to this stuff. (laughs) And I think you can't go wrong. I think I just did. (laughs) But you already knew to target the dumb one.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. The catch though, is you're dealing with higher voltages. So you're dealing with 120 volts and 120 volts can injure people. And so it's incumbent on you as the builder to ensure that you're doing that in a safe manner. That means, uh, you're watching where you're running your cords. They're not creating tripping hazards. They're not sitting in puddles of water. They're appropriate for like their appropriate lengths for uh, the length of run that you're doing. You're also not overloading your sockets. So you don't have, you know, 12 different plugs plugged into the same socket, you're using power strips appropriately. You're not overloading them and you're tracking, you're spreading out that voltage across many circuits, not all off of one circuit.
0: Wait, you mean daisy chaining is not a good idea? Daisy chaining is not a good
1: idea. It can be done safely. (laughs) But you should (laughs) daisy chain a whole bunch of... uh... But most people should not attempt it. John. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you should burn down one warehouse, and everybody's on you for the rest of your damn life.
1: Yeah, I, I, do
0: daisy don't, don't. Chain. I do. I do. I do daisy point. chain. Let's let's be should very you clear. Explain daisy chain.
1: I I am. So <laughs> Remember, talk to don't talk to me like I'm three. Talk to me like I'm John. Yes, yes, indeed. So when I'm running lighting like this, I will often daisy chain because I'm very careful and deliberate in how I'm daisy chaining. I use a combination of extension cords, and then they make these absolutely fantastic three outlet plugs that uh, you can attach to the end of an extension cord. So it has a male end on one side and then female ends on three sides. And you can have three cords coming off of one of these, right? I use them all over my Halloween display. use them all over my Christmas display, and they cost like $4 a piece. And it lets me turn a regular old extension cord into a three outlet extension cord, and it's wonderful. So what I will often do, particularly for areas where I need a lot of lighting over a wide area or little lighting over a wide area, the the key here is the wide area, is I have an extension coming out from my power source with a three-prong plug on the end. Off of that three, not a three-prong plug, a three-outlet plug on the end. Off of those three outlets, I have one outlet that goes to another extension cord to take lighting further. And then I have a light or two coming off of the other two outlets. So I can have lighting at that point, run a 25 foot extension cord, put another of these uh, three outlet adapters on and have lighting there, and then attach another 25 foot extension cord and run it to the next place and have two more lights at that point. So it gives me the ability to spread lights out over a very large area without spending a ton of money on wiring. The key to this is limiting the amount of lighting that you are running that way. The total amount of power that you're pulling through that cannot exceed the total capacity of the extension cords you're using or the total capacity of the circuit you're using, which is typically 15 amps. If you're using, there is definitely math involved. If you're using LED lights, you're going to be able to do a lot more LED lights. If you're using incandescent lights, which are a little bit hard to get a hold of now, but a lot of party bulbs, still incandescent, you're going to have to use a lot less of them because they draw more power. I do not have the capacity or the... like. I cannot get into this on an audio-only podcast easily, but if you have questions about lighting, please reach out to me. I am a licensed electrical engineer, and I am more than happy to share my expertise. Please don't burn down your building because you're not, because you had questions and didn't know where to find answers. I have answers. Like, Come find like me. Like I you did, did, John. So
0: I, I do have a question. So again, I, I don't, you guys mentioned that term. I had no idea what it was. So I, I had to look it up. And what I get is it's a string of daisies threaded together by their stems. So how does that how do, you, how do you work that into? The, how do you work those flowers into the haunt?
1: Well, I start by burning them, and then once oh. they are oh. dead, decayed, and like falling apart, I put them in a vase, oh my. and then I put that in the kitchen table. Oh my! Okay, but that has nothing to do with lighting.
0: <laughs> it also says it has definitions in informal sex and computing. So
1: um, I don't want. Gonna... I don't want to know the sexual connotation. I think anymore.
0: this is. I think this is the that same that when I sent you the link to kidnapping.com, we probably shouldn't click on that. So I'm gonna I concur. Just gonna, <laughs> just gonna move that elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Not we're not gonna talk about that
1: because I don't want that on the record. Anyway, so that that's some of the ways that I uh, that I've used 120 volt lighting, right? The alternative to 120 volt lighting is 12 volt lighting. This is an area that I'm just getting into. And I absolutely freaking love what I'm able to do so far. So 12 volts, we're talking about like the kind of voltage that's inside your car, you know, coming off a car battery. Uh, I love it because it's low voltage, which means it's low risk. If you get end up with a break in your wire, the light won't work, but you're not going to run the risk of like catching something on fire or electrocuting somebody. If the, you know, you get a bomb cyclone on the day that you're supposed to open and all of your lighting <laughs> fills up with water because this happens to me a lot more often than I care to admit.
0: Stop living where there's bomb cyclones.
1: We moved we went from uh bomb cyclones on the east coast to atmospheric rivers on the west coast. There's no winning right now, is is what I'm seeing.
0: You need the middle of the right. country, man. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, nice I need year. to go back to Colorado. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been nice here.
1: Tell the Coast Guard I need to go back to Colorado. We need to open a base <laughs> in Denver.
0: I mean, We're I don't really know have... a lot about the Coast Guard. <laughs> but...
1: There is, actually is a Coast Guard. There is a Coast Guard detachment. Chatfield? At, uh, no, not. Well, yes, there's an auxiliary detachment in Chatfield. But no, there's a Coast Guard unit at Buckley Space Force Base. Uh, what do yes. they do? There's no water here. <laughs> Correct. They are part of the cryptologic <laughs> unit. So they do like cyber stuff, which unfortunately I am not a cyber. Like I am not a cyber officer, so I can't go there which is very unfortunate because that would be really convenient.
0: What have you been doing for the last 13 years?
1: <laughs> Apparently the wrong stuff. I've been doing electrical engineering and naval engineering. I should have been doing computer engineering. Now they tell me. stopped
0: me from burning down the building. <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> <is> useless information.
1: <laughs> so back to 12-volt lighting. <laughs> Here you're using literally light emitting diodes to uh, to do all of your lighting. It is relatively inexpensive. Each You can get um, these diodes for... If you're buying them like in bulk off of uh, like a wholesale site, you can get them for literally pennies and then do a little assembly yourself to create spots. The catch here, it tends to require a little more knowledge of electricity to put things together. You can buy pre-made spots. You can buy wiring. You can buy AC adapters, but you need to know what to buy and how to put it together to make it work. The nice thing about this is there are people who specialize in this and are more than willing to answer your questions in order to sell you all of the things that you will need to make it happen. And there are two that I want to talk about real quick. One is uh, Haunt LEDs. Tim Frank owns Haunt LEDs. He is a sponsor of the Haunting You podcast. And I absolutely freaking adore what he does. You can find him at hauntleds.net. And if you go there, you will see everything that you could possibly need to light up your show. He has LED lights, just regular LED lights, lights that flicker, lights that blink. He has flame bulbs. He has regular bulbs. He has black lights, both in uh, like fluorescent bulbs as well as just regular bulbs. He's got LED candles. He's got all of the adapters you could possibly need to put all of this together, including wiring as well as the AC-DC converters, so you can just plug it into the wall, uh, attach a converter to your wires, and then run it out to all of your lights. Everything is available right there on his website. And he is more than happy to answer all of your questions to make sure you get everything that you need to make it work. The other one I want to highlight real quick is Ned's LEDs. Ned's LEDs. And very similar to Hunt LEDs, uh, they have everything you could possibly need to to make it work. They also sell some other things besides just the pin spots. They have lanterns. They have like light fixtures, like rusty old fixtures that you can just put on the wall. still 12 volts though. They also have like big output floodlights, which I'm really excited about and want to play with more. And they've got black lights and strobes, flame bulbs, like uh, some lighting controllers as well. You can find them at nedsleds.com. So I recommend Tim Frank because Tim Frank will actually give you free shipping. If you mention the Haunting You podcast on everything uh, on what you do. Uh, But Ned's Leds also has everything you could possibly need. And I've spoken with both of them, Ned and Tim. They're more than happy to talk about what you're trying to do and really help you design your lighting system. And they will give you everything you need to make that lighting system happen.
0: See, that's just awesome.
1: It's super awesome.
0: Not only do you have quality tech, but you've got experts who are happy to step in and make sure that that tech works for you in your haunt with what you need it to do.
1: And if it doesn't call them up and ask the question, like it, they are really that helpful. So there's the 120 volt lights. There's the 12 volt lights. You can really go either way. You can uh, mix and match. There's nothing that says you have to go one way or the other. And honestly, on my haunts, I literally do mix and match. Uh, Vast majority of my lighting is done with 120 volt, um, particularly like the spotlights that I can get from. um, I pick them up usually around Christmas time, pick up as many of these spotlights as I can. And I just use them freaking everywhere. And then when I need something a little bit more directed, I switch over to the pin spots that's the perfect opportunity to like highlight things that you want people to see because the eye always drawn to light, right? Beyond that though, let's, well, where, where am I getting all these lights? So I already talked about uh, haunt LEDs, haunt LEDs, Ned's LEDs. um, But of course we cannot talk about anything Halloween without talking about spirit. Spirit Halloween carries a ton of lighting solutions, mostly strobe lights, UV lights. Um, They have some flickering flame bulbs, and they usually have some colored bulbs as well. They And if you catch them at the very end of the season, you can pick up colored spotlights as well. They use them for their displays right there in the store. And then they sell them at the end of the season. Season. Thank you. Season is the word I was looking for. Usually because, you know, hunters know about these things now, there's a wait list. So if you're interested in picking up any of their lighting Talk to the manager like as soon as you find what you want and get your name on that wait list. Usually they will not wait. Like they will just work their way down the wait list. If they cannot get a hold of you the move day after the Halloween,
0: person. they move on to the what? next person. So I blame you for that being a thing. You keep telling people to go do this.
1: I know, but it's so awesome. Like <laughs> last year they had these hologram like they're discs about 12 foot in 12 foot 12 inches in (laughs) diameter that spin (laughs) with led lights and it can create holographic images in with with these lights they are super freaking cool and i'm still trying to figure out how to make them work i found a I found a thing. Someone did a, uh, <laughs> a uh, blah, 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 blah. someone did a video. tutorial video on YouTube to teach me how to do it. So I, now I just need to sit down and do it. But I'm very very excited about these things because they're ah, super. Ah, cool. there
0: it is. Drink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they but last year they also had these like tubes that had down the tube. It looked like lightning or electricity was flickering up and down. And I freaking loved these things. I picked up several of them from several different Spirit Halloweens. Because they were just so freaking cool. <laughs> you okay over there? <laughs> no, I'm freaking out because it's so amazing. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm just trying to get excited again.
1: I am excited. I'm so I'm excited.
0: Shot- I'm doing shots of coffee, so that's you, probably, hey, whatever works for you.
1: Yeah. So highly recommend check out Spirit Halloween and get your name on the waiting list for all of the lighting that they they use in store, but don't sell like carry throughout the season because it's the only way that you can get it. And they're usually pretty freaking awesome. And then I'm always hunting Home Depot's Lowe's and Walmart, especially after Christmas. Like they have some lighting solutions during Halloween or leading up to Halloween, but the stuff that they have at Christmas, way more, way better, and much better. When I say better, I mean a better selection of stuff right after Christmas. And it all goes on sale, you know, that week of Christmas typically. So that's where I pick up a lot of the stuff that I end up using for my following Halloween. A little bit of pre-planning, and I can save a lot of money by going by uh, shopping during the discount sales right after Christmas. And then, of course, there's always Amazon when I'm really desperate for something and I need it now. I go to Amazon because they can get it to me in a day or two.
0: (laughs) And usually, it's it's you either get the good enough to last for the couple of days that you need it. Or you find the things that are like,
1: wow, this was $5 and it's amazing. Yes. Yes. So last year, as I was putting together the fighter's den for the haunted ship, I needed black lights. I needed like high intensity floodlight UV lights. Right. And I checked what we had at, I checked what they were carrying at Spirit. I checked what they had at Home Depot. They had like fluorescent bulb UV lights, but they just weren't bright enough for the size of the space that I was trying to fill. And so I went to Amazon and I found uh, these really cool, they're like, I don't know, probably six inches square uh, lighting fixtures with one, two, three, probably a hundred LEDs mounted right in the center in a square pattern, you know, 10 by 10. And they are super bright. They give off a really good UV light. And so you get really good uh, reaction. It made our cobwebs glow like I, I loved how they glowed. And they were like 20 bucks a piece. They, they were solid, solid little lights. Similarly, I needed more strobe lights and I needed them now. So, same thing, went to Amazon and was able to pick up very similar, like six inch square strobe lights. And they've really become like my standard strobe light because they are high quality and did well outside. They have lasted me a couple of years, so I'm I'm happy with them. I'm I'm continuing to use them. But like Leslie said, Amazon completely hit or miss. It'll it'll almost certainly be good enough for this year, but you might just find something that you're going to use year after year and keep going back for more.
0: Thanks, Amazon.
1: Thanks, Amazon. Give
0: them a look. Also, they might <laughs> screw they need the you. Business. Also screw you.
1: <laughs> Thank you, and That's screw the thing. you. It
0: doesn't feel it doesn't feel great. That's the problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we do what we must in order to make our haunts come together. I have I have definitely I'm done got sketchier you. things.
0: Coming together yeah, for, for the collective purposes of oh god, yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> we can, oh, there's another episode. Okay, right in my thumb.
1: Yeah, the, the sketchy things we've done to make it come together—the
0: many crimes of K. No. Actually,
1: dude, that's I. I love that as a topic. Let hang on to that because I, I want to talk about that more.
0: <laughs> so the many crimes of K. But John's the one who advocates theft.
1: Theft. Notice I how he hasn't advocated I've, theft yet today.
0: I'm, I'm impressed. I, see, I think it's well. I mean, I'm trying to be a better person, and I forgot. But. <laughs> I think I'm, I I don't advocate theft. I advocate for the borrowing of items without the knowledge of the owners without the intention of returning them. You literally say I advocate theft. I don't I, don't that. I have it I that. have
1: it on like 70 episodes.
0: I don't recall ever saying that. He's <laughs> so you about me. your memory. <laughs> oh, she knows.
1: It it occurs to me as it occurs to me as we sit here talking about theft that uh, we haven't given an opportunity to take a break and hear from our sponsors. So let's take a break, real quick, hear from our sponsors so that we're not stealing away uh, their opportunity to show off their cool products. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then we'll finish up talking about lighting.
0: I'm glad you said that. I was like, so wait, do our sponsors advocate? <laughs> Why are we putting them there? <laughs> uh, no, no, we're yeah. putting them there. So we're not stealing their, you know, wonderful support. Okay. Precisely. Clear.
1: Precisely. Yeah. We, we don't want to steal their support because we really appreciate everything that they do. And well, they, they have wanna, amazing
0: products. They
1: have amazing yes. products. We want them to keep making amazing products and we want to keep bringing you knowledge about their amazing products because they are so amazing. What were we talking about? So (laughs) so the last thing I really want to talk about with lighting is how to control the lighting. And in many cases, you don't need real precise control. You need to turn on, you need to turn off at designated times, Uh, particularly for like a home haunt, or if you have, uh, you know, just uh, a display in your yard, you're really just looking for on off control. And you can do that, you know, with a, a simple timer, but I want to point out some other things that I really like and and you may want to look forward to. So like around Christmas time, again, anywhere that sells Christmas lights sells timers and they sell controllers for those Christmas lights. And the one that has turned out to be so freaking useful is a little remote switch. And it's super simple. You have a receiver and you have a remote. The receiver plugs into the wall and then you plug your lights into the receiver and then you can control the lights turning on and off with the remote and that has worked out freaking beautifully for times when i want like a strobe light to turn on when a scare is happening so okay. the windigo is the perfect example of this i literally mounted one of my strobe lights up on a 12 foot pole in the middle of the graveyard and had it just pointed at the forest the pole was thin enough that, you know, it was just a, a one-inch PVC. It's thin enough that most people just kind of overlooked it. It blended in with, with the backgrounds, but it, it supported the the strobe light. And so I took the controller and electrical taped it onto the handle of the windigo's arm. So I was using stilts that I had modified as the, the front legs, the front arms of windigo, And I literally taped it to the handle of that stilt so that I could control it with my thumb. I wouldn't have to let go of my grip of the of the handle in order to use it and so So i would go kind of so i would go loping i suppose is the appropriate verb for how a wendigo moves i would go loping up to the uh the guests hit that strobe light and then the strobe light would be illuminating me as i come loping up and it was freaking beautiful like they they it scared people shirtless (laughs) notice how i don't need to bleep that word (laughs) But then I did something very similar on the I did really the exact same thing on the haunted ship where I put up a strobe light and gave control of it to my actor who was coming out to scare people. And he would do the same thing. People would come into this fairly dark corridor. He would hit the strobe light. Strobe light was behind him. So it draws their eyes to the strobe and they just see him this massive shadow in front of the strobe light coming, bearing down on them. Oh my gosh. So many screens. It was wonderful, <laughs> but all from this just remote control switch that they sell at Christmas time. And it works absolutely wonderfully. I adore it. I have several of them now uh, for all of these uses. Mm-hmm. But if you need more precise control, well, now you're going to have to get into some sort of controller. And Mm -hmm. I have talked about controllers a lot. We did a whole uh, episode. In fact, let me look up what episode that is real quick. Yeah. So if you go back and look at uh, episode 56, it talks about uh, ways that we build props and we go fairly in depth on the types of controllers that I like to use in that episode. I highly recommend checking it out. But I want to talk about uh, purgatory props and fright props. Both of these companies make controllers. (laughs) I love having you here. (laughs) It's so helpful. It's super helpful. Both of these companies (laughs) make some sort of controller that can be used to control your lighting. But beyond lighting, it can also control props. So like I used it for our electric chair prop where I had one channel of the controller controlling my strobe light. And all I did was turn the strobe light on or off. And I had another channel uh, controlling the pneumatic piston to make our electric, our man being electrocuted, you know, jerk back and forth. And it's very, what I love about these controllers is you put a sound on it and then you can time all of your effects to that sound all with the push of a couple of buttons. If you want to learn how to do that, go check out our YouTube page, because I have a couple of tutorials up for both territory props and fright props controllers on our YouTube page.
0: I feel like it just—we had a couple of things to do, and it just makes it so much easier that you can focus. You know, it's something you can check off or having to worry about.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And with purgatory props in particular, <laughs> these controllers are not that expensive. It's about fifty dollars for their M and Duo, which is like half the cost of anything you'll find at Fright Props, with a lot of the same functionality and honestly, better sound quality. <clears throat> <clears throat> I know, I said it. But the amount of control that these controllers can give you is is unmatched for the sure. price. It's for fifty dollars. It's worth it.
0: It's or fifty dollars,
1: and and like the great, those are awesome because it's you know it's a little box you put it wherever you need it and you're done. But there's another company out there that I met. Uh, I met the owner and creator at Fear Expo when I went, you know, two years ago now. Sure. Um, Kurt Controllers. Yeah, so you can find them at KurtControllers.com. Kurt Controllers is working on complete show controllers. And this thing is going to have the ability to control pixel lights. It's going to have relays for controlling your props. It's going to have, it can do DC. It can do EAC. Like this is, it, they're, they're calling it an all-in-one show controller. So you can do absolutely freaking everything from this one controller. It's programmed using open source software. It's called Vixen. If you're familiar with, uh, uh, if you do anything with like animated Christmas lights, you've probably heard of Vixen, but it's a very easy software to learn. And uh, it looks like it's going to be very powerful. I'm checking their website. I don't see it on here right now. So I suspect that it's not ready for Showtime yet, but they're working on it and I'm very excited about it. Uh, they do have a couple of other relay boards that can do very that can do the same thing, but just at a um, a smaller scale. The Sync Six DC seventy dollars, the Sync Six Relay seventy five dollars. Whether you need AC or DC, uh, but both of them are um, are very effective for controlling your lights. Particularly if you're tr- if you need to do something very specific, very repeatable, like and you want it to come off like uh, get triggered by a motion sensor, and then it does turns on the light, flashes the light, mm. flickers the light, whatever you want it to do, all triggered from a motion sensor or something, these controllers will do that very effectively, along with everything from purgatory props and fry props, all uh, all good solutions. The last one I want to talk about that I really like is Lightorama. And I use Lightorama to sync all of my Christmas lights to music, but it's just as effective for syncing or for doing repeatable lighting effects as well. So like if I want to make all of the lights in my haunt flicker, I can do that very easily with Lightorama. If I want dimming or I want chasing sequences.
0: Pretty much whatever you want, you can do.
1: Pretty much whatever you want, you can do. Absolutely. Like it's a very versatile piece of um, hardware and software. It's It's a package, hardware and software, but it's expensive. Like... Everything is controlled from your computer, and you. Uh, but then you can like you uh, design it on your computer, but then you can export it to the to the controller, and the controller can run all by itself. But it takes a lot of initial investment to uh, to get into it. But it's incredibly versatile, and while it cannot, it's not as good for uh, like controlling triggered effects. It is the number one thing that I use for my uh, my ambient lighting if you want to learn more about them check them out at lightorama.com. okay you them to sponsor us. i've been trying dude they will not answer my emails Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i didn't mean for that to set you up to st- sound like a stalker but we sort of that's i know it ended up. it's okay,
1: okay. I, I i am i am a bit of a stalker i've accepted it i'm not sure the people i'm stalking have accepted it but that's their problem well you <laughs> So what did I miss guys? Any any other thoughts on lighting before we uh we start wrapping things up? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. This is a very difficult <laughs> topic to talk about like via um uh, via an audio only podcast. And so that's why go check out our YouTube and TikTok in particular. This is true. Because uh, that is where we are posting videos of like how we do these things and it um, it helps explain a lot of the um, the how-to part that's really hard to do just via um, when you only have audio. So I highly recommend go check those out. Excellent. Jo- John, we have not had you here in freaking forever. I think we need to throw a shenanigan in real quick before we wrap up.
0: Fantastic. So I was doing some, some research. By research, I just mean Google. But I found, I found this question that was interesting. If you had to choose okay so let me let me rephrase it and start over you're in a fight to the death you can pick one brand ambassador mascot to fight with you being the ultimate goal being you live you survive who do you pick
1: this this is to the
0: death this is to the death this is to the death i mean or, are there other, like to the mild injury? Is that a thing? That a thing? <laughs> to the mild injury. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that
1: before. Sorry, sorry, I got distracted trying to think through all the mascots I know, and I'm trying.
0: To... I know there's a lot. There's I... there's a lot. <laughs> like a any mascot. Endless... or Just food mascot. Um. So no, like, I say any
1: any mascot.
0: I say I say anything. Like I this one was one that was used as an example, so you can't use it. I'm going to ruin it for you. So like Smokey the Bear. 'Cause you know he's a bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. A sure. Solid fighting partner.
1: But, but he's also like anti-fire, so I don't think I'd want to
0: play. Yes, that is the thing. If you are fighting with a flamethrower, Smokey will probably not be your best choice. He will Agreed. Agreed. spend the whole time lecturing you about it. Well, but he'd be really good if somebody else is fighting you with a flamethrower. Yeah, that well, I mean, but would he would he lecture them or would he fight them? Yeah, he's a bear. I think he'd fight them. I think you probably would. So I guess it depends on what's being used against you. Yeah. Anyway, so there's an example. It doesn't have to be food-related. I mean, it can be. If you want Ronald McDonald out there, you know, do good of that with you. But that that is your choice. I'm trying to think. So well, I know what are... I
1: want. I'm trying to figure out like <laughs> who uses it.
0: So what I'm so I'll... while you guys are thinking, I'll I will I'll give you mine. And I <laughs> I'm not sure if this gives me the best chance to win. But I still want to pick it. I'm picking the Kool-Aid man.
1: Hey, Kool-Aid! Oh, yeah! Here comes Kool-Aid. Here comes Kool-Aid. I'm gonna save the
0: day. If I decide to run away, he can bust through any (laughs) wall that I need to then run away through. So, wait, wait, wait. Also, if there were defenses, he would be fantastic to get through anything.
1: Your goal here is surviving not winning that's what i'm hearing
0: sure we'll go with that <laughs> <laughs> but i think like, the problem is i picked he's it. made
1: of glass
0: yeah. it's obviously it strong glass you've seen him bust through walls that's true that's true so i'm picking kool-aid man because i don't know if I, I there's a good chance i'm gonna die anyway i want to have some fun while i'm doing it plus you well, can pl- break everything
1: plus if you get thirsty you can just you know drink some kool-aid
0: exactly it works out perfectly <laughs> he doesn't like some cold cherry kool-aid on a, on a hot battle to the devil
1: would it be weird to like just stick your head inside his his picture See, and, and start yeah, drinking?
0: that thought just occurred to me it's like what's the protocol there i think you yeah. probably make, i think you ask
1: yeah i think you have yeah.
0: ask i don't think you can just start that, that that would be the polite thing
1: that would be the polite thing to do you have to ask yeah
0: I don't think you could just start putting things in places. That just should, it sounds like a lawsuit and all kinds of <laughs> uncomfortable things.
1: What What about you, Les?
0: Any mascot? Kay,
1: Any mascot? You need more time because I think could, I figured mine out. Yeah. I
0: yeah, was, was going to say, Kate, if you could also throw it in, oh yeah, from the Kool Aid, yeah, you know, I think that'd it. be an excellent drop. You got
1: it. It I totally will.
0: <laughs> and, and seriously, like if you're, if the people we're fighting are behind the barriers, I'm covered.
1: That, that Wait, it's we, that's it's an interesting strategy. Can, uh, I will say that in. it's an interesting strategy.
0: Mostly just because I wanted. I, I've always wanted to be friends with the Kool Aid Man. So. <laughs> of yeah.
1: That's fair. What do you got? I want the Raptor from the Toronto Raptors.
0: Is he a particularly <laughs> frightening Raptor, though? I mean, well, he's got sharp teeth. I
1: mean, I was trying to find like nice. somebody. Oh, I was trying to find somebody who uses like a T Rex as their mascot, and I was not uh, having luck. If anybody out there knows yeah. of a company using a T Rex as a mascot, please let me know because I would like to uh, take advantage. I was advantage just
0: thinking Sinclair. That's what in, what this <laughs> <laughs> in this upcoming
1: T-Rex, melee. In this upcoming.
0: Melee. Yeah, melee. Melee. not melee. Oh, you're
1: me- a melee. Me- you're Lee. What does that even
0: mean
1: I. Don't um, think I want to know.
0: No, since there's a brontosaurus, I think. So that there, there's
1: mean. definitely a brontosaurus, and like, um, well, I, I see advantage to like the Sinclair brontosaurus because it's large; it could take a lot of damage. It would keep me up high, away from uh, the other
0: combatants. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Okay. But
1: I want the ability to inflict great pain and death, and I think the raptor <laughs> would have a better opportunity.
0: <laughs> but what
1: if you get thirsty? Then I will have him attack the Kool Aid Man and uh, lap brick up, get, lap up Kool-Aid lap Kool-Aid up man. his bodily fluids that spill.
0: Oh, oh, well, you went to a <laughs> you went to a place. Oh, oh, that got dark. Oh, that, that got out of hand. That got dark. <laughs> Wait a sec! If a wall with you know <sighs> bricks and you know steel, how is he going to? If he can, if that cannot destroy the Kool Aid Man, how is the Raptor going to do it?
1: He doesn't need to kill him. He just needs to spill him. Wait.
0: Is the Kool-Aid man the glass? If he... Or is he... Or is he the Kool-Aid? Oh, my God. This is like an existential... <laughs> question. Hold on. Clearly, more research needs to be done on the Kool-Aid. Clearly. Man.
1: Clearly. I'm pretty sure... We, sh- we should family be funding guy, this. I think Family Guy tackled this question.
0: So, what was the? I don't, I
1: don't, I think I remember, about, I, remember, the I remember a, uh, like a cutscene where the the Kool Aid man is getting ready for the day and he's like Ooh. empty. Actually, I but think they, I were, were they were arguing he was the glass because he's like empty and then he like pours powder into the water inside him and shakes himself around
0: and that's his outfit for the day. That's super uncomfortable. To think <laughs> <laughs> I don't like <laughs> thinking about it. I don't, I don't like any
1: of them That's that's 100% reasonable
0: So feel, yeah, I'm, like I'm sticking with the Toronto Raptor
1: I want the Toronto Raptor
0: Alright Alright, I guess Alright, Les, what do you got? Rick's Rabbit Why? Um, he's magical He doesn't mm, like adults it's true <laughs> He can pop <laughs> in and out of anywhere and everywhere and he's kind of villainous. I, I forgot about the magic part. Is it too
1: late to get lucky from Lucky Charms? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't go. You can't go back and pick like a wizard. You can't. You're <laughs> a leprechaun essentially with lizard powers. Right. Well, wait. Does, so wait. If you're if you're the rabbit or or even lucky, is your power limited to power over cereal? Um, he teleports, so I'm going with no. That's actually
1: a sneaky good pick. Yeah. I ha- I had a thought for a moment about oh, isn't there a basketball team called the Wizards? And could I take advantage of him as? Uh, <laughs> could I take advantage I of mean, him? You could have. I- I'm glad I didn't because have you ever seen the Wizards mascot? I don't think so. I've seen the Pelicans mascot. His name That's... is G. Wiz. That's unfortunate. That's He's giant up. and blue and looks kind of like a cross between uh, Cookie Monster and Gonzo. Oh, should but he does not appear oh. to have any magical power. So I'm yeah, I'm sticking
0: with the raptor. <laughs> if you want, <laughs> if you want something like you know a horror to, put, you need a scare idea to put in your haunted house. Go Google New Orleans Pelicans mascot. That is I'm, I'm googling it now.
1: Nightmare. I'm googling go for it. it now. Go for it. This is also good audio. Oh God.
0: That is the stuff of that nightmares are made of. I okay. I am
1: not okay.
0: Okay, so think about that. Now do the same thing. Google New Orleans Pelicans mascot baby. I see the babies on here too. Yeah, they went from the terrifying bird to the baby. I'm. (laughs) To our listeners, go Google this. I'm. Do not do it. Save yourselves.
1: Save yourselves. It's too late That's for me, but you can all save yourselves.
0: <laughs> That's just terrifying.
1: Oh, that is disturbing. Please do not ever
0: <laughs> bring that up again. <laughs>
1: so Les, you're 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 on the tricks Rabbit?
0: Yep. She's not wrong. It's got magical powers in it. He does have magical weapons. powers, but like I mean
1: But all he does is I, steal I, cereal.
0: You no, know, he turns adults it. and other people.
1: He does, he does torment adults and other people. There is some truth to that. I think All you, right.
0: Leslie went with you know trickery. You went with cleverness, and I made a bad decision.
1: So, <laughs> All right, we're I gonna have to pull up a poll on our other, social media and yeah, ask, ask, thinking, honestly, ask everyone who they think uh, would be the most effective in a uh, in a battle to the death. You're gonna say melee, melee, melee to the death. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Les, you want to do a quick rundown of our social media and then I think we wrap it up
0: <laughs> I can't do a rundown of our social media <laughs> I never remember the damn shit
1: I know, that's why it's so much fun to ask you to do it
0: Go to Google <laughs> and type in Haunting You Podcast That's a good start <laughs> That'll do it Basically, if part. you want to listen to us you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts We're pretty much universal <laughs> at this point
1: Absolutely. And if you want to follow along as we are building our haunts for the 2023 season, go check out our Facebook at facebook.com slash hunting you, our Instagram at haunting University, our YouTube at haunting You, and our brand new freaking TikTok at haunting You podcast.
0: You can see Kay dancing in a bikini. It's pretty cool.
1: I'm reasonably sure it's that video cool. is nowhere. You guys yeah. do, no one has that video. You better check
0: the TikTok then. <laughs> It'd be funny if our podcast <laughs> just ended right
1: there. I I think we, it is going to end right there. So uh, <laughs> good luck to all of you on your 2023 builds. And uh, from all of us here at Haunting You, happy haunting.
0: Bye, everyone.
1: We are incredibly thankful to all the sponsors who make this show possible, particularly our premium sponsors, the Chamber of Haunters and Fear Expo. You can learn more at chamberofhaunters.com and fearexpolive.com. Check out the Haunted You podcast at HauntingYou.com for more information on everything that we do. Haunting You is a production of the Rocky Mountain Home Haunters, LLC. All audio clips and sound effects are used under a Creative Commons attribution or public domain license from Purple Planet Music at purple-planet.com or the Sound Bible at soundbible.com. Please see the show notes for more information on all the clips used in this episode.